In the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, amen. So today's gospel is one that we're all very familiar with, and one that is a great, has a great significance in our life. I also really like it because when I see it, I always you know that Lent is almost over, so <clears throat> it works out. Um, but as we just heard, Christ is walking, he sees a blind man, and not just a blind man, but a man that was blind from birth. He has no eye sockets at all. We know that the disciples asked him whether or not, uh, whether he was born blind due to a specific sin that he committed or not. But we also know that Christ tells them that neither one, has, neither one sinned, either him or his parents. Uh, but it was done that the glory of God may be, may be revealed in him. Christ then proceeds to spit on the ground, make mud, and put it on the, on the blind man's eye. And then he tells him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And you know the rest of the story, so I won't summarize it, but I just want to focus today by God's grace on the, on the statement, go and wash. And as much as Christ is telling the blind man himself to go and wash, today he's also calling on me to go and wash. Right, but he wants me to go and wash, but wash in what exactly? Wash in what? So today we also call, you know, it's a blind man Sunday, but we also call it baptism Sunday. Because just like the blind man, I was once spiritually blind, in but in baptism, the Holy Spirit gives me a spiritual, new spiritual eyes. In baptism, my old life is done away with, and I have a new life. In baptism, I die to my old self, and I live for Christ. So today, Christ is telling me to go and wash, but I can't obviously go and get baptized again, because that's only done one time in my life. But what I can do is repent. Repent, and more specifically, wash myself in the tears of repentance. In tears of repentance. Many of the church fathers and the monks teach us that tears of repentance are a second baptism that we all go through. Think of tears as the language of the heart. When I can't really put into words how sorry I am for being away from Christ, when I can't put into words how sinful I am, and I can't put into words how unworthy I feel to be called His Son, then the heart speaks up and speaks through tears. Just like St. Peter. St. Peter, when he denied Christ, he didn't just give up, right? He, we're told in St. Luke that he went out and wept bitterly, right? Because he felt very, very sorry for what for betraying Christ. So the heart spoke, his heart spoke very loud and clear. So these tears of repentance become the ointment that soften my heart. They bring about a renewal. They wash my sins away. They wash away the mud that's on my spiritual eyes, if you will. And they allow me to see. And just like the blind man, just like the blind man, he went, he went to wash and he came back seeing. Now when he came back seeing, what did he actually see? Um, and that's what I kind of just want to spend a few minutes on today, by God's grace. I promise I won't take too much of your time. I want to make sure that I start off on the right side with you guys. Um, but when he came back, he came back seeing Christ. He came back seeing Christ. And notice that he only got his sight after he went and washed. After he went and washed. So just like the blind man, repentance allows me to get my sight back. And allows me to see Christ. Allows me to see Christ. Repentance draws my heart closer to Christ, but I also, but for, for me to do that, I have to repent first. That has to be my first step, is repentance. Sin makes me lose sight of where Christ is in my life. And it's not a coincidence that when I sin, I feel lost, I feel confused, I feel like I'm not at peace. 
that my soul is not really at ease with anything. That something is bothering me, I just don't know what it is. I feel spiritually blind, right? I feel like I lost my connection to God. And that's all true because sin isn't so much breaking the rules, but sin is a separation from God. Sin is separation from God. <clears throat> I know when I lose my connection to the light, when I lose my connection to the King of Peace, when I lose my connection to my comforter, to my way, to my life, to my goal, then it makes sense to feel that way. It's not a surprise. And that's why when somebody you know, asks me, like, is this a sin or is that a sin? It's not, you know, my, my, my response sometimes is like, sure, I guess. But it's, in some cases, it becomes really hard to decipher if something is a sin or not. Because it's the wrong question to begin with. Right? The question should be, does this sin or this act, does that separate me from God? Yes or no? If it does separate from God, then yes, it's a sin. It's a sin. I don't know how many can relate to this. But you know how like sometimes you're driving to a place you're not really too familiar with? Maybe you miss your turn or your exit, and then you also happen to lose service. Your navigation kind of starts going out of whack, <clears throat> and it's trying to reroute you, but it can't. It can't. It just keeps going in circles. So you're kind of you're panicking, you're turning down the music so you can see better, and you're just all over the place. You're just all over the place. And I'm panicking because I no longer know where I'm going. Right? And this is exactly what losing connection to God is like. Okay? When I lose connection to Him, then I'm lost, then I'm confused, and then I'm panicking spiritually. But when I get service back, right, when I get, my navigation is able to reroute me back on the right path, I feel more at peace. I feel like I know where my destination is. And I know how to get there now. And this is exactly what repentance does. This is re what exactly repentance does. Repentance reconnects me back with God again. Repentance is the movement of my heart back to God. It gets me back to, on, to be on track, to be able to see God in my own life and in the life of others. And this is the second point that I want to talk about. So when I have eyes for Christ, then I see Him wherever He is. And He is in every single one that I interact with, every single person that I interact with, because we're all made in His image and His likeness. When I'm sitting in the light of Christ, then all I can see is His light in others. Repentance is the light that allows me to discover Christ in others because I went and I watched and I came back seeing. But when I'm sitting in the darkness of sin, then all I can see is darkness. And all too often I'm very, I'm very quick to judge people by their looks, by their status, by how they're dressed, by what others maybe say about them, by maybe my interaction with them. Because I'm looking to judge them more often than I'm looking to love them, right? <clears throat> and this is a result of my own blindness to my own sin. Sin blinds me from seeing Christ in others. But when I repent, my eyes are open to be able to see Him. And then and I grow to love, each, love other people and not judge them. St. John Chrysostom says that a person that is filled with the Holy Spirit will see the icon of Christ in others. And that's exactly what repentance allows me to do. There's a story in the Paradise of the Fathers about a monk who goes to the city. And while, while he's there, he sees what I'll call a, uh, a lady of the night standing at the corner of the street. And you would think as a monk that he would run the other way, maybe yell at her, maybe even judge her. But no, he tells her that I wish I could please God 
as much as you seek to please men. How powerful is that? Right? So, and this is what exactly what seeing Christ in others is like. Even if I'm staring sin right in the face, I'm still, I can still see past that and see Christ himself in that person. You might tell me, maybe this is a monk, right? It's not, this was a long time ago, it's not very realistic. There's also an example of a modern-day saint that we all, that many of us know and love. Abu Nalua Sadars, right? He wrote five books about the lives of ordinary people, just like me and you. And when you read the books, it's story after story about how these people model Christ and how Christ is in their life. They were normal people, they weren't saints by any means, but he saw Christ in all of them because of his pure prayer, because of his pure eyes and his repentance. He went and washed and came back seeing. And I also could learn this lesson from nature. If I go to a park, for example, and I see a fly, right? I'll ask the fly, do you see any flowers in the area? The fly will probably tell me, I don't see any flowers, but I see trash. And starts to list all the places where the trash is. But if I see a bee and I ask the bee, do you know where, all the, where the trash is? The bee will tell me, I don't know where all the trash is, but I can tell you where all the flowers are, where all the flowers are, okay? So I'm either a fly or I'm a bee. I will either choose to see Christ in others or see the bad in everyone. But it's all about how clean my own eyes are and how often I wash them in repentance. But by God's grace, it's possible to see Christ, but I have to first go and wash and come back seeing. And the last point that I'll talk about today, uh, God willing, is the repentance allows me to see who I am in the eyes of Christ. And this is very, very important. Sin blinds me from realizing who I am. So I lose my sense of identity because I'm disconnected from Christ. Then I feel like I'm not his son or daughter anymore. But that's not true, obviously. That's the biggest lie that we tell ourselves and that the devil also tells us. Yes, my sin is very great, but God's grace and forgiveness are so much greater. My sin is nothing but a speck of sand in the ocean of his love. And I know, and I have to, I know, I know that and I have to believe that. Okay? Repentance allows me to see and live that as well. Just a few weeks ago, we read the gospel of the, prodig the prodigal son. And even though he left the house and he went, um, spent all his money, lived a sinful life, and even thought of himself just as a servant, he was always a son to his father. And that never changed from his father's perspective. So when he even was about to tell his dad, you know, I'm not worthy to be called your son, his dad cut him off like, no, 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 you're always going to be my son no matter what, no matter what. So I'm always a child of God no matter what. Yes, sin, sin separates me from God, but repentance brings me back. I'm not defined by my sins. I'm defined by the life of repentance that I live. God won't ask me why I sinned, but He's going to ask me why I did not repent. Okay? He loves me in everlasting love, and that will never change no matter how big my sin is. He's always, always, always willing to accept me back. I'm always His son or His daughter no matter what. And King David is a prime example of that. He committed two big sins, adultery, and he murdered somebody. But God still called him a man that was after his own heart because of the life of repentance that he lived. God didn't define them by those two mistakes, but by the, the, repentance, the repentance that he gave and he offered to God. So I'm always, a child, I'm always his child no matter what. And in the case of the blind man, he was probably 
defined his whole life by his disability, or maybe by his presumed sins, or maybe just as a beggar on the street, that really people never bothered with. They just passed on through, maybe even judged him as they saw him. But imagine what this blind man saw when he came back, when he looked into the eyes of Christ. Right? He probably saw tenderness, he saw compassion, he saw forgiveness, he saw acceptance, and he saw love. And this is exactly what I see when I go, wash my sins in repentance, and come back to him. His arms are always wide open for me, no matter what. I just have to go and run to him. I just have to go and run to him. So I pray that God grants us all a true life of repentance so that we may have eyes to see him in our life and others and see who I am in his eyes as well. And glory be to God forever. Amen.